0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. In this episode, I want to talk about mommies. To be honest, I don't know a lot about mommies because I'm gay, but I can appreciate them. Much like a daddy role, a mommy is someone who cares for you, nurtures you, and babies you. I've learned that a mommy-baby dynamic can be sexual and nurturing, or it can just be nurturing. From what I've seen, mommies can be very good at their jobs due to maternal instincts. A question that was brought up recently in the community was, how do I balance age play and wearing diapers if I have a kid? I think it's a great question that doesn't get talked about a lot. Mommy Peach and her little Mario recently sat down with Dylan from recess time, and she says for those parents trying to figure out how to balance this kink in kids, it's not as hard as you think.
1: Because think about it. How many in this community have kids? They need to know that it's okay to be both. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a mom and a mommy, you know, that you can have two. It's just like anything in your life. You can separate them. Your kids don't belong in your bedroom activities anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're if you're worried about finding this out, treat it the same way. Um, they don't need to find any kind of anything inappropriate for children that you're involved in so this is just another part of that you know be discreet learn how to communicate well there's so much taboo in the thought around this that people aren't understanding just how simple it can be and um, they just need to break it down to their everyday rules you know if if you don't allow your kids in your bedroom then they don't need to know about this either and you're just as careful of hiding sex toys as you need to be as hiding diapers like be be logical
0: I would like to applaud all the mommies and daddies that have kids of their own and are balancing this kink. But what about all the littles in the world? Take one look at Twitter and you'll find that there are way more littles than there are bigs. It is understandable to yearn for a dominant or nurturing figure when you are in a little headspace. With so many littles wanting a big, it's easy for scammers to step in and exploit that void. Just recently, Casey from ABU warned the community of another fake mommy who is trying to scam him for money. Luckily, he recognized it was a scammer, but others have not been so lucky. Mommy Peach told Dylan that she met one little that was scammed out of thousands of dollars.
1: What's sad? And even as so recently as yesterday, I got this message from someone. I spent $2,000 in the last six months on a scammer and they, they took me for all I'm worth and then threatened to blackmail me. And I, my, my response to that immediately was, well, why are you coming to me after the fact? If you had come to me before the fact you wouldn't have blown $2,000 on a faker. You would have had a round-trip flight back and forth to Miami and a day's worth of time with me, you know, for that amount of money. Like, you're, you're, you're where they're so worried that, um, you know, they're going to have such a crazy expense, they need to start asking questions. And that's the biggest way, I think, for these people to be able to differentiate between what's a scam and what's real. Ask the right questions questions do your research but ultimately take your time there is no reason to rush into sending someone money and if they're immediately selling telling you and selling themselves as pay me 50 dollars and you can be my baby and i'm going to send you diapers if you do it if it's too good to be true y'all it's too good to be true it's not real
0: If you want to hear the full interview with Mommy Peach and her little Mario, I will put a link to their Reese's Time episode in the show notes. Mommy scammers are painting the mommy role with a bad brush. So how does one learn to become a mommy and not come off as being a scammer? So I brought my friend Mommy Lola to talk about her journey of becoming a mommy, tips for new mommies, and how to spot a mommy scammer.
2: Um, it kind of started with the term mommy. I had a partner call me that and I was like oh my gosh like it like slipped out during like an intimate moment and like instead of me being like whoa that's weird
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um it like somehow was like very endearing to me and I was like wow like this person is so comfortable enough that they feel like well taken care of so that kind of stuck with me and uh later on Um, you know, I'm with my husband and stuff and, you know, I was like curious, I'm just like, you know, I want to join fat life. Um, I want to see what's on there. So I'm going through and choosing a title and I thought, Oh mommy, like, you know, I remember really liking that. So I put that on there and, you know, I put my little bio about, you know, who I am and stuff. And I had a lot of ABDLs at me. And I thought, like, what is this? Like, you know, because I'd see like baby boy, baby girl is their title. And I would look on their bio and they'd be like, oh, I'm ABDL, ABDL. And I was like, what is that? So Mm -hmm. I Googled it. And when I looked up the term for it, I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So I started going through people's photos and thinking like, whoa, like, these people look like babies, like there's legitimate like diapers and onesies and pacifiers and bottles, like even cribs and furniture and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is like a big deal to people. Like, this is like crazy. So I thought it was very interesting and cute, especially seeing like some of the diaper designs and the onesie designs. I thought everything was just really cute. And just, it made me think about how nice it would be for someone to kind of key into their inner child and um, going back to when they were like a baby or a toddler or whichever. I could imagine how relaxing that must be to kind of break away from the adult life and indulge in that. So I, I was really curious about it. So I started chatting with some people involved in the community and eventually like about a month or so into me joining FetLife, someone who lives close by asked me if I wanted to babysit them. And like, at first I was like, okay, like, let me try it out to see if I even going to like this. Cause it's one thing to look at stuff and admire stuff, but Mm -hmm. to be actually physically be involved in it is a different story. So I was like, okay. Okay. I'll give this like a toss to see if I can even do it. I don't know if I would be overwhelmed or if I just wouldn't like it or if I would, you know, be too nervous. So I decided to meet up with them. And was it a guy? Yes, it was a guy. It was a baby boy. And so I went in and we chatted for a while and he eventually said, do you want to see my diaper collection? I said, yeah, sure. I thought it'd be like a bin of just like, you know, like a few. Mm -hmm. This guy like whips out a closet and it's like top to bottom full with like cases and stuff. And I'm like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, I wear every single day. And I was like, every single day, like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like people just like do it for maybe like a couple hours, snap some photos and like, you know, call it a day. But that's when I kind of realized like this, this is like a whole lifestyle to people, to some people. Mm -hmm. So I was like looking at him and like, I was like, can I like touch one? And I was just like feeling it and like feeling like, wow, this actually feels like a a baby diaper. This is so interesting. And so he was like, well, do you want to change me? And I was very, very nervous. So I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm just letting you know, this is my very first time, you know, doing this. And I need to know who, how to do this. Like, what's the best way? Right. So that's when I changed him. He guided me along the way and I kind of fell into the role. Like, instead of me being like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm probably doing this wrong or thinking, okay, this is too odd. Instead, I was like, okay, I want to make sure this diaper is on tight, that he feels comfortable And feels like, you know, he's not going to slip out of it or it's not going to fall apart. Like, I was just concerned about his well-being. And from there, um, I put him into one of his onesies. And when I saw that for the first time, I thought, like, whoa, this is awesome. Like, you look like a baby. Like, you know, with the onesie and the diaper kind of peeking out. I said, you know, I was thinking to myself, wow, I, like, really like this. Like, I love the whole look of it. I just want to cuddle this kid, you know, like, I just want to cuddle him. So we had some cuddle sessions and I fed him with a full size adult bottle, which I thought was so cool. Like that was one of my favorite things. And we just hung out for a few hours and I felt like I was like the most relaxed that I've been in like a very long time. And it just felt right. I felt like I didn't have to put on an act. So that really kind of pulled me in really quickly.
0: Do you get a lot of fulfillment from momming a baby boy? Then, you know, the same fulfillment that if you were in a sexual setting? Mm.
2: Like if it would be like the same feeling, non-sexual and sexual
0: or... I guess what I'm trying to understand is, you know, it seems like when I meet up with other DLs, it yes, it's playful. Yes, it's cute and cuddly. But sometimes it be, it comes with like a fun flirtatious aspect, kind of like a kind of bit sexual, right? You're rubbing each other. Does that, ha- does that happen in a mommy, in a boy setting as well?
2: I feel like it could um there have been some times where I've babysat someone where it's like they've gotten like really excited you know just being cuddled and having like a woman touch them you know and rub on them like yeah that that could be really exciting to like to a guy and so yeah there's been moments where you you can be mommy and be like mommy and boy and still kind of have that that sexual hint of it you know but I don't try to make a focus of that mm-hmm. um, if it you know if that happens I guess for me I just want to make sure that they're okay and that we're still kind of keeping that caretaking type of nurturing side but I could also understand how like uh, that can turn a little bit sexual not necessarily hmm, how can I explain it um I could see how it can turn into kind of like a soft sexual type of moment not necessarily like bam in your face and then everyone's like wrestling around and stuff like that mm-hmm. um certainly some people can do that but I think for me when I think of it in that aspect like I just think of it as something that's like gentle and you know it can be pleasurable in that sexual setting but I try not to make like a you know, the main focus of that. I try to either distract them with someone else, something else, but, you know, sometimes one thing could lead to another, but I try not to focus on that too much.
0: Right. When you were walking into babysitting him for the first time, I mean, you've only ever done research online. This was your first babysitting thing. What was going through your head before you you walked in through the door? Were you like trying to think like, oh God, what is he What were you going to, what were you going to do? Or did you kind of like lay out ground rules of what you were going to do before babysitting him?
2: Well, what I was afraid of was that I would walk in and he'd be like really weird and like, just make me super uncomfortable and try to force me into do like, force me to do things right away. Uh Um, I was scared that he wanted to do sexual things right away, which I wasn't comfortable with because Mm -hmm. I wanted to know how it, Feel like to babysit, not to you know have sex with someone. I eat, something like that. I didn't want to go in and immediately be demanded to do stuff to him. Um, I was just like worried that I would hate it and then I'd be stuck there for a few hours, like not trying to be rude, even though I'd want to go home. So there was just some there was some doubts in my mind. Um, of course, like I went to his place, so there's always that fear of someone trying to kidnap you or drug you or something like that but those were some of my concerns um, that I'd be forced into a situation that I didn't want to be in or um have someone demand me to you know force them into a diaper and do all these sexual acts and everything Um, I was just afraid that I'd be really uncomfortable
0: Right. And I'm, and I'm sure you're not the only one that has had these feelings, you know, going into a babysitting. And I'm pretty sure there's other mommies out there who are trying to get into this. And they're like, I don't know what to expect in these first meetings. What do you tell mommies who you see coming up through the community who are wanting to try this for the first time? What advice do you give them? hmm
2: well it's kind of hard since I feel like I'm still new so like it I feel like weird like giving advice sometimes because I'm just like I'm still I feel like I'm still like a a baby mommy um but honestly like some of my advice is to vet them you know really talk to them get to know them uh establish your rules and boundaries uh meet in a public place don't automatically go to their house Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, meet
2: in a public place have like coffee or something kind of establish the vibe uh trust your instinct if you feel like you're really uncomfortable or feeling super awkward make a big excuse so you can leave um just be safe if you're really nervous if you're going over to someone's place make sure someone else knows where you're at um basically just trust your gut And practice discretion and you know be aware of some of the dangers that could happen and some of the risks and you know decide you know are you ready to take some of those risks but you can still prevent certain things from happening if you take your time to get to know
0: someone right doing that research before actually meeting them how did Mm -hmm. you meet um how did you meet baby wolfie I met Baby
2: Wolfie when I first made my Instagram a few months later after I made my fat life because I noticed that Instagram had a pretty big ABDL community and I enjoyed looking at all the photos and the content. So I made an Instagram myself and thought that I could make some content as well. So he was one of the the first few people who followed me, uh, one of the first people to talk to me. And we established a good friendship. He was very supporting and friendly and nice. And uh, we talked for a little bit. We had a bit of a break, you know, each of us going through life. Mm -hmm. And we reconnected. And it was just like the first time we started talking, just friendly, nice, having this connection, just getting along so well and meshing so well. Um, He came down to Florida uh last December Mm -hmm. and we decided to meet up and when we met up it was like I like knew him from the longest time. It was just absolutely amazing. Um we had like everything to talk about. There wasn't like a single moment where we were just silent. You know, we yeah it was like we connected so well. We just had such a great time and you know after that he asked me if I wanted to be his mommy. And I was like like, you're so nice. This is adorable. Like, I just, I just love everything about you. And I love the time that we spent together. And he's a really great little. So, you know, he was one of the first people who supported me in this community. And it's been really great to have that relationship with him.
0: Oh, I love that that relationship came about so organically. What is your favorite <laughs> thing to do with Baby Wolfie when you are in mommy mode?
2: I love cuddling and watching movies with him. Like, I know it sounds really, it could be to someone, it could sound boring, but those are one of like the most fulfilling moments for me is when we're just close, we're cuddling, we're watching a movie, talking. Those are some of my favorite moments is just having that closeness. Mm -hmm. Um, Another moment that I absolutely love is like nursing him. I think that's a really cute mommy baby moment. Um, It can be very intimate and just really nice. So those are probably like my most two favorite ones.
0: I can see how nursing would be very intimate both for you and for him. Do you feel like your relationship when you get that intimate kind of strengthens?
2: I believe so because I'm trusting someone to nurse for me and also someone feels that comfort of a motherly love. When that happens, because I feel like nursing is probably one of the closest things between a mommy and baby. Um, Because, for example, mommy is nourishing their child when they're nursing. So that's as close as it gets. And I feel like I get a lot of fulfillment from it because I feel like I'm caring for someone, I'm providing for someone, I'm making someone feel safe. And I feel like for the little they're being fulfilled by just feeling cared for feeling that they're being protected, feeling that they're being loved. So I feel like it's a very fulfilling activity.
0: A question that popped into my head. Let's say I am a little boy and I'm meeting up for this mommy for the first time. How do I ask a mommy like, hey, I've wanted to try nursing. Are you okay with it? Like, what is the appropriate way to ask that question?
2: Um, Some of the ways that I found when someone wanted to ask me is just when we're talking about different ABDL activities I typically I'll ask them like hey what do you like to do with a mommy what are some of your uh, fantasies like what are some of the activities you'd really like to like to accomplish and I feel like when you're talking about those activities and aspects of the ABDL community and the lifestyle I feel like that naturally comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with a mommy, I feel like they will know that for some people nursing is a component. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they won't really be offended if you bring that up, as long as you're on the topic, like you don't want to talk about the weather and then be like, Oh, Hey, so can I nurse from you? Is that okay? And be like, yo, well, like that's, that's pretty forward. So you kind of want to get on the subject of just general ABDL stuff. And I feel like that could pop up as long as you're on the subject and not just pulling it out of the blue you don't want to seem desperate or too eager
0: right I know that's so that's so important I've and I've had this conversation recently about how you know you as weird as it might feel you kind of do have to ask some of these intimate questions before meeting up so that there's not this sense of like oh I don't know if I can ask this right like Right. You've laid it all out on the ground. I mean, you could still have your surprises here and there. Nothing crazy. But, like, you know, get your basics down of, like, what you enjoy, what they enjoy, what's on the table, what's not on the table.
2: Yeah. And doing it online, like, when you're first, like, talking and chatting before you meet up is probably the easiest way because – if they shoot down one of your ideas, you won't feel like awkward if you're actually in their face. You know what I mean? like. (laughs) But it's best to kind of do it online before you chat. That way you're not too nervous when you're meeting up with them. There's already some rules established. There's already some expectations established. So, you know, I feel like it naturally comes up, but it's probably good to ask before you meet up with someone.
0: Right. Are there ways that, you get into a mommy headspace, or that help you get into a mommy headspace, or is it kind of just like instantaneous? Like putting Wolfie in a diaper does it for you?
2: So for me, um, basically, when I see baby gear like diapers and onesies and pacifiers and bottles and toys, it kind of that type of vision kind of stimulates my mommy side, mm-hmm. and I think like okay. This, these items are really cute. I want to see them on Wolfie. So it's kind of quick for me when I see those items or if Wolfie is acting a little a little bit boyish, um, whether we're out and about and he does something cute that can simulate my mommy's side. And then I start having thoughts about, okay, I want to put him in a diaper. I want to cuddle him. I want to play with him. So seeing the objects kind of seeing his behavior when he's with me, knowing that he's not really like that with anyone else in person, it makes me feel special and it makes me feel like, okay, I wanna be mommy now. So it's not like a slow build for me. Um, It's just seeing objects and vibing with the person that I'm with. And me and Wolfie have such a good mommy baby relationship and a strong vibe that for me, it kind of happens pretty quickly.
0: We've brought up that it's very intimate being with baby Wolfie, and you brought up that you have a a partner, a husband. How do you how do you um how do you juggle those two intimacies of being in a relationship and then being with baby Wolfie?
2: So me and Wolfie were not sexual. Okay. So it's um it is still intimate in the sense of like being close, cuddling. Uh, me changing him, Mm -hmm. everything like that. So my husband and I, like we had a discussion about having a bit of an open relationship. So I can have like intimate uh, intimacy with Wolfie and he could be intimate with someone else. We've had this trust. We've had this connection. We've established this type of relationship that we have, um, knowing that we have different needs that, We necessarily can't meet for each other. And instead of hiding and burying those sides of ourselves, we decided in order to keep our marriage going, it's okay if we have open communication and be intimate with other people. So I do balance both sides where uh, right now me and Wolfie were in two different states. So I can't really see him all the time with my husband. I live with him, so I see him every day. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, I'll have I'll be pretty intimate with my husband cuz I'm I'm around him all the time.
0: Right.
2: Um, however, once Wolfie is back in Florida, we will have our own lives, but we'll make time to see each other as much as we can. So, it's it's not really there's not really a problem with the intimacy with my husband. There's not a problem. When it comes to me being intimate with Wolfie, my husband's aware that I like to cuddle him, change him. He knows the aspects of me being a mommy and he understands that. He doesn't get jealous or defensive or think that I'm cheating on him or anything because he knows this is important to me. And he knows that essentially I'm taking care of someone.
0: Right. And these are conversations that I think span even farther than just like, you know, a mommy-boy relationship. You know, I think there's plenty of kink relationships where one person has a, you know, a partner, but then they also want a kink partner. And it's important to have that communication open. And, you know, it might seem like a difficult conversation, but it's one of those conversations where you just have to get through it.
2: Absolutely. And I will say when I first brought it up to my husband, I was really nervous. I thought that he would be like, Oh, no, you can't do that. I don't like that. And I brought it up to him, like, saying, like, so what's the weirdest kink you've ever heard of?
0: Uh-huh.
2: And he he said something, like, really strange to me. Like, I, I would never kink shame. But for me, I, like, even for me, I was like, okay, like, that's not something I'm into. Uh-huh. So I was like, how do you feel about adult babies? And he was like, well, I know that there's, like, people called littles who like to you know, dress up as babies and act like babies. And I was like, okay, we're on a great start. Like, you know, like who the, you know, who who littles are. Like, I don't have to sit here and explain it to you. Uh So it was, you know, and uh, we fell into that. And I told him about the role that I love and how I really resonate with mommies and being a mommy. And we had that understanding. So luckily for me, that conversation wasn't painful. I know for- a lot of other married couples where one spouse is into ABDL, it could be really hard and it could ruin a marriage. But I'm just really thankful that my husband under- is very understanding.
0: Right. I know. Thank God. I, my partner, you know, when I first told him about it, I, there was a sense of like, oh, is this, you know, are you cheating on me and stuff? And, you know, it's very different. I think we as Kingsters, we understand that there's a very keen difference between intimacy within a kink and intimacy with a romantic partner. Right. There's a bit of a difference and it's hard to explain that if there's not really many examples of it.
2: It's true. And, you know, if the person doesn't understand the kink, they might mix up the two quite easily and believe that you can't balance it. And that could cause issues too. So it could be
0: really tricky for, for some couples. Have you ever had the urge to baby your husband? <laughs>
2: no. Well, like I'll tease him with it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, like I'll tease him with it because it makes him, you know, he's a, he's he's a really manly man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd ask him like, "Oh, can I put a diaper on you?" He's like, "Hell no." So I, I like to tease him a little bit, but no, like I don't, I don't really envision him. Um, being a adult baby because he's a pretty dominant man i definitely can see him as a daddy for Uh sure uh but i i couldn't baby him
0: do you call him daddy no (laughs) no
2: that's classified all
0: right right. no comment i'll just put that down as a no comment No. (laughs) Movie, I want to turn now to, because, you know, I think a big topic right now is mommy scams. You know, I keep hearing about it on Twitter, on ABDL. What is your experience with mommy scams?
2: Oh, man. So when I first joined Instagram, one of the biggest questions that I had, Mm -hmm. like I had received, was are you real and I'm like yeah like I am real like why is everyone asking me this question like like are my pictures not like that fake well then I had a lot of people tell me like you don't understand there's a lot of fake people on here and I thought Mm -hmm. okay and one little told me we've had a problem with fake mommies and people getting scammed and people getting their money taken away from them and falling for these awful traps. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, that that really sucks. So the longer I was on Instagram, the more that I've had people come to me complaining about these fake mommies, complaining about these scammers and just really getting very discouraged Uh, feeling like they can't be in the community because every time they try to be active on Instagram, they are attacked by these scammers. They're flooded by these scammers. They feel like they can't trust anyone. So I had started to kind of look through the ABDL mommy tag and I became really irritated of how many fake profiles were on there and how many profiles that were there that had stolen photos photos that I noticed from other legitimate accounts in the ABDL community so I started getting really irritated and I remember what really kind of ticks me off the most
0: mm-hmm.
2: was one of my littles ended up getting scammed out of five hundred dollars wow yes because of a fake mommy and they were just absolutely upset because the person knew their real name they had seen their face photo they knew what city they were living in and they all of a sudden were trying to blackmail them and i became so angry because these this person was just one of the sweetest people i knew and they were being taken advantage of and they felt just so disheartened because they trusted this person, told them a lot of personal things. And all of a sudden they're being terrified because they're afraid that their friends and family are going to find out that they're in the ABDL community. So I got so irritated that I thought that I'm going to make another Instagram exposing these fake profiles. Mm -hmm. So that's when I made the fake mommy police account and started searching for these profiles and exposing them and I would say like the first day I had so many posts already and just seeing that made me so angry and I'm like how I like I'm like there's a whole group of people just scamming people with hundreds and hundreds of profiles and it's just disgusting so that's kind of been my experience so far of seeing other people get hurt because of these scammers.
0: Right, cuz it's an intimate part of ourselves and if you're if you're thinking you're being intimate with another person into it, you know, I can't even imagine what it's like to be scammed that way. So, how do you how do you spot a fake pr- fake profile?
2: So, one of some of the details that you can kind of look on is their username Mm-hmm. Of course, there are mommies who have mommy in their usernames, such as myself um, and different mommies that I know. But some usernames, such as like ABDL mommy69 or mommy1234 or mommy, whatever name, a bunch of numbers or a bunch of letters, something that doesn't quite make sense could be a red flag. Um, their profile their bio can be a red flag if their grammar isn't right if their english isn't accurate if they're saying i'm a baby mommy or am a mommy and i take care of babies another big detail that is a red flag is i sell diapers you know that's a huge thing that's yeah that's one of the hugest things i've seen on fake profiles of scammers saying that they sell diapers Um, You can look at their profile picture. If it looks like a straight up professional photo of a woman looking like a model or something, 99.1%. Yeah. They're not real. Um, That's how you can spot one just based on their username and profile. But ultimately you want to look at their posts. If they have a bunch of random posts of just diapers, um, the quality of the photos. I've seen grainy photos of like old diapers that look like a photo from like 1998. I've seen like just random stock photos of a crib. I've seen photos stolen from ABDL shops. Um, And they'll have photos of these women that have nothing to do with ABDL. So it could be a woman taking a selfie and then three pictures of random diapers and then the woman holding her dog and then a picture of a crib and nursery. And it's just, it's inconsistent. And when the, the scammer shows this woman, it, it makes no sense. It's just, they're trying to make it seem like, Oh, this mommy is real when it's just not cohesive with their content. And another thing that you could look at is the caption of the photo. Um, It could say, I'm looking for babies or sissies to take care of, Um, DM me, message me, I sell diapers, Um, please be my baby, looking for any type of babies. And it's just, it doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense. And you can look at their tags. They'll have a bunch of random tags, all of it ABDL related and having tags could be okay. For content, I use tags all the time, but what they do is put a lot of mommy tags to try to pull in littles and other people in the community. Right. So those are some of the things that you can look for.
0: So let's say a mommy comes to me and their pictures look right, the grammar's right, they're doing all the right things. It seems legitimate and we start to talking. Are there any red flags while chatting with them? that I should be aware of someone brought up that like the topic of money shouldn't be discussed until like all the playing rules have been set. Are there any rules while chatting with a mommy that I should be aware of that I'm not going to get scammed?
2: Well, one of the things that you can kind of determine when you are talking with a mommy is if they ask you to be their baby right away.
0: Mm-hmm
2: um that could be a red flag that they're trying to get money from you if you're talking to a real mommy nine times out of ten they're not going to ask you straight up if you if you could be their little so and that's one thing if you're talking to a real mommy you don't want to automatically assume that they're going to be your mommy you don't want to immediately ask them uh to be your mommy so that's another thing that little should be aware of but that is a red flag of a fake mommy is if they ask you um to be their baby because a mommy baby relationship is so important and very uh, intimate and it's not it's not a thing to be joked around with it it could be very serious so someone just treating it like it's just a game they're gonna ask you up front and that's not what a real mommy does um also if someone asks you for a lot of personal information it's one thing if someone asks you where you live you can be vague Mm -hmm. but if they're asking like oh what state what city that's when they're trying to lure you in for more information it's okay if someone asks for your age like a lot of people want to make sure that everyone is of legal age right um and they want to make sure that they feel comfortable talking to someone depending on the age gap and whatnot but if they're starting to ask for personal information, like, hey, what's what's your real name? Can I see a photo? What state do you live in? Um, do you have any brothers or sisters? You know, like just stuff that makes no sense where you're right. like, okay, am I, am I filling out like a questionnaire? Like you're asking me a lot of information and it has nothing to do with this community or even we're not even talking about that right now. Um, so, those are some of the red flags. If someone's making you feel uncomfortable by asking you a lot of questions at first, that could be, that could be a red flag as well. ABDL questions. That's totally okay. But if someone's asking you just stuff that is trying to delve into your personal life, that's, that's something that you want to kind of run away from. Right. Um, Someone asking you to pay a fee to be their mommy. Um, telling you, Hey, I have a nursery, especially if they find out where you live, Mm -hmm. what they can do is pick a town that's close by to where you live and say, Hey, I have a nursery, um, but you have to pay this fee for me to be your mommy or hey, I have diapers. I can sell you diapers. Um, Here's my fee for a monthly diaper service. Um, And right there, they're starting to scam you. They're trying to get money from you. And that is a huge red flag. And that's how they get a lot of people lured in is that, hey, I have a service I can offer you that you normally can't get because of either the area you live in or you don't know anyone. Right. They try to just kind of fish, you know, lure people in. They're fishing for someone to get money from or to blackmail.
0: So I guess what I need to understand is as a, gay diaper wearer i've never i've never talked to a daddy and they say hey i have this fee for babying you it seems kind of it it seems like it's just kind of mommies that have a fee a, attached to them can you explain why
2: do you mean like mommies like scammer mommies or like even like even well i other guess moms? i guess
0: then i'm proving uh, i guess then i'm asking a misconception do all mommies charge a fee to Baby, their littles, or is that, or is it mostly just scammers that do fees? Because I know, um, I think her name is Mommy Peach. She does services, but she's like a reputable business, right? Like she's doing a business that benefits a little, benefits herself. But do all mommies have a fee? Uh,
2: not all mommies have a fee, but there are professional mommies such as Mommy Peach. Um, and I also offer sessions too where. If someone wanted to approach me and say, hey, I want to be babysat, how much could it be? Like, what are your rates? That's completely legitimate when it's two consenting adults Mm -hmm. to where, okay, I want to be babysat. You have a service that you can provide for me. It's kind of like a transaction. It's a business. It's paying for an experience. So there are some mommies who charge for babysitting, but not all mommies do. Some mommies aren't, aren't interested in making money babysitting they're not interested in kind of the business side of it instead they kind of want to focus on a relationship with the little and so not moms all, not all mommies charge for babysitting only some of them do when it comes to scammers a lot of mommies charge just to even talk to them or to even have that attention from them I would say nine times out of ten, scammer mommies are going to try to charge you some sort of fee or try to get money out of you in some way. But real mommies, not all of them do.
0: Do you think because there are so many scammers, it's kind of like painted this really bad brush against mommies that all of them are trying to make money and all of them are trying to scam people?
2: Absolutely. I've had a lot of people get really annoyed with professional mommies. Uh, They will say, I would never pay for a service. These mommies are trying to take advantage of vulnerable people. They know that people, some people are really desperate for an experience so they're exploiting on that. It, It really paints a bad picture for mommies who really do offer a good service, who really do help ABDLs, who really fulfill people's fantasies and kinks and whatnot. And so people get a bad taste. They think that mommies are money hungry. They think that all they care about is making money and that they're not gonna give you a good experience or they're gonna scam you or they're gonna ghost you. So it can be hard for a professional mommy to get into the scene and for people to trust that mommy because of the scammers, because of the ones that have been s- stealing money from Littles. So yeah, it's it has painted a bad picture. Um, for mommies. And there's a lot of people who just, just don't understand why some mommies charge. So absolutely.
0: Let's say I'm an up and coming mommy. And I want to start a good business. Is there a price range that isn't scammy, but also pretty standard? Are there price ranges that are standard within the mommy community? I don't know.
2: Uh, I don't think there's a standard. I think it really depends on each mommy and how much they believe that their services are worth. Um, just from my experience, I've seen a, you know just a couple of mommies that had similar price ranges, but a lot of the time, some professional mommies, they won't have a price listed. It could be negotiated. So, yeah, I've had a couple of mommies have like a similar price range, but I feel like a lot of that is kind of kept under wraps. And I feel like some of it can be negotiated with some of their clients. Um, but one of the things that really helped me was f- finding a professional mommy and talking to them and asking them for advice. Um, I remember when I was first considering offering services, I asked Mommy Peach and she was just really friendly. I asked, you know, how did she get into it? How much does she charge? How much should I charge based on my experience? So when it comes down to it, if a mommy really wants to know how much they should charge, they should reach out to someone who's experienced. That way they can get a good idea and kind of measure how much they're how much they want to charge and how comfortable they are accepting money from others. So it honestly comes down to talking to someone who's more experienced to get a good price range, but ultimately I don't think there's like a standard.
0: And then last question on just terms of servicing and pricing. And this is coming from a novice perspective, because I really haven't talked to a lot of mommies. Would you say it's almost the same thing with like, AB deals who have just for fans and only fans. It's it's a fee for a service for you to enjoy. It's would you say that it's the same thing, or would you say that they're two different two different businesses?
2: I would say it's along the same thing because there are mommies who offer virtual sessions, um whether it's like webcam or voice. Um, there are mommies who have like the just for fans and whatnot, where they have point of view videos or just videos of what they're little or videos of someone that they're babysitting and they make content with that and make money off of, I believe it kind of falls all in the same category. Of course, babysitting face to face is more immersive and Mm -hmm. more physical and whatnot, but virtual sessions and whatnot are just as, just as good as the in-person sessions. So I feel like it all kind of falls into that. And, um, It is an experience for people to enjoy. We're trying to make it real for people, showing people the lifestyle they're trying. We're trying to fulfill people's wants and desires and their fantasies and make them feel like it's okay to be part of the ABDL community because there's other people who absolutely enjoy this. So it can be really fulfilling. And um, yeah, I feel like it falls in the same category.
0: So in wrapping up, a two part question if i was an up and coming mommy what advice what advice would you would you give me
2: the advice i would give to someone who wants to explore their mommy side and get into babysitting and whether or not you want to make money whether or not you just want to babysit others for the fun of it to make connections to make friends I would say be honest with yourself, be true to yourself, really kind of self-reflect and figure out what I'm going to get out of this. What am I trying to provide for the other person? Really be honest with yourself. Make sure you know what you're comfortable with and not comfortable with because you never want to put yourself in a compromising situation. You want to make sure that this experience is enjoyable for the both of you. Another piece of advice is really get to know the person that you are babysitting. Don't try to rush into something. Don't try to rush into a dynamic because that can be chaotic. Mm-hmm. So really just be patient and take the time to get to know someone. Don't be afraid to reach out to others for uh, advice and questions. Try to follow other mommies. Um that have a dynamic or have good content that you can get some inspiration from. Kind of know what stimulates your mommy side. Figure out like what puts me in mommy space because I can really help when you are interacting with a little, whether it's virtually or in person. That way you know what your mommy style is, your caretaking style is. Really just take your time and explore. Don't get discouraged if a connection with someone doesn't work out because not every person you meet, you're not going to have a good, a, like a perfect connection. So don't get discouraged if you know you you're talking to someone and it just doesn't work out. There's a bunch of other people out there. There's a bunch of other littles who would love to be loved and would love the attention and just kind of have fun with it and really just f- figure out what you enjoy and find people that you get along with, find people with common interests and kind of create a group of friends. That way you don't feel discouraged when you're out in the real world. Because it can be hard sometimes when you're involved in the ABDL community and you have all these friends and stuff, it can be hard to kind of realize like, oh, hey, there's like a whole group of vanilla people when I step out this door. Like I can't necessarily be out and about, you know, showing this off to the world. So Just, you know, create your group of friends to be supportive when, you know, when you're out and about in life and feeling like you don't fit in, Mm -hmm. just have fun with it. Be true to yourself, be patient, be kind to others and yourself and make sure you don't rush into anything. Practice babysitting if you're feeling like you want to have more experience or if you're feeling insecure about maybe some certain aspects of your babysitting. Feel free to always practice on someone, you know, if you want to talk to someone and say, hey, you know, can I kind of do like a trial babysitting run just so I can kind of brush up on my skills and see what I can do better. That's what I've done before. You know, I've had littles that I became friends with where I'm like, hey, can I kind of have a trial run with you just to see how I'm doing and you can kind of give me some constructive criticism. That's some of the ways I've kind of improved my skills. So just be open to suggestions be open to criticism, be o- open to new ideas. So it could be, re- be really rewarding if you kind of take the time to get y- to know yourself and know others. And yeah, I think, I think that's what I'll say.
0: <laughs> I thought that was so refreshing when you said like, you know, if you have a group of friends, can I practice momming? Because I honestly do think that I would become a much well-rounded baby. If I just had time to practice, I know that sounds dumb, but like, you're so right. Like, I wish I had a space to practice being little. Right. And like having someone tell me like, oh, it seemed like when you were doing this, you could dive deeper into this or like, oh, you seem like you really enjoyed that. You should explore that more. Right. Like that seems so much fun. And when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to practice being a baby right now.
2: Like, I feel like that's so cool when, you know, you can have someone or a couple of people that you can kind of have like a second pair of eyes or a second opinion and be like hey you know they can kind of look at your behavior your mannerisms and be like like you said like hey you really enjoy that it seems like it kind of can enhance your little side and you know with littles they can be like hey maybe you can like do a diaper change like this it could be more immersive or maybe you can do a bottle feeding like this or maybe here's some of the phrases that you can kind of incorporate you know, when you're talking to an adult baby. So it's, I think that's a great idea to kind of have, you know, friends. If you're able to find someone local, that would be even better if, you know, you're in person, but even virtual, even Mm -hmm. if you're like being little with a little friend over Skype or Zoom or something like that, kind of having another person can really enhance your space. So, yeah.
0: I love that. What advice would you have for like little kiddos who you know what what do you wish that they knew about being a mommy like how do they how do you how do you be a better little for a caregiver i guess is what i'm really trying to ask
2: what i have to say is that there are a lot more littles than they are caretakers which Mm -hmm. sucks because i wish everyone could have a caretaker and i wish there you know there's a lot of great littles out there who really really want a mommy or a daddy and so one of the biggest things is to be patient. Do not be desperate because I know it can be really exciting when you meet a new mommy and you're like, oh my gosh, like, especially out of all these scammers, I finally met someone who's real. Don't rush into it, be patient. Don't pressure mommy into saying or doing certain things. Don't automatically call her mommy unless she says it's okay. Um, kind of respect someone's space until you get to know them. Be, just be kind, be open, be yourself. Don't try to immediately be little when you first talk to someone. Kind of introduce yourself and ask them if certain things are okay. Don't be afraid to ask for their rules. Don't be afraid to ask for their boundaries. That way you can kind of establish a baseline trust and know, have that mommy know like, okay, this person's being respectful. I don't feel like the need to have to block them or tell them, Hey, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things is just be respectful, be patient, be open, be yourself. Don't be afraid to ask questions as long as they're appropriate. Do not pressure mommy into saying certain things. Don't call them mommy right away. Do not send unsolicited photos <laughs> and don't be sexual right off the bat because right. that could be really, that, that could be super off putting. So most importantly, it's just being respectful. Respect goes a really long way.
0: And don't keep sending, hey, 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 hey.
2: Yes, please don't. Like, understand that, especially if you're on Life or Instagram, even other platforms, That real mommy is being bombarded with messages.
0: Right, which is such a huge turnoff. I don't know. When I message someone for the first time and I've never talked to them, I always try to do like, oh, I really like this last picture you posted or, oh, I really like your page and here's why, right? It becomes a little more personal. It's not a standard, hey, it's right. You're, You're trying to connect and that's what we're all really looking for.
2: Absolutely. And if a little does that, if they have something interesting to say, or what exactly you said, like, hey, I really like your picture that you posted, it opens up the conversation. It's not a, hey, hey, how are you? Good, good. And then no one says anything. It opens up a good conversation. So kind of having something interesting to say is good.
0: There you go. Good conversation is a great start. Well, thank you, Mommy Lola, for coming to Newsy's Nook.
2: you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course.
0: Bye. Alright, kiddos, I'm officially soggy and in need of a big bro to change me, so I'm gonna go change. But if you want to continue to follow me, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at NewsyBaby. And make sure to check out that link in bio for my Just For Fans, where you can find all of my steamy content. Alright, kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye! how to read. I don't know how to read, but I heard Playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine. It's called Play-Zine. Yeah, I heard if I knew how to read, I could read about different fetish lifestyles, events, entertainment, and news. I guess I gotta go to the Playtime website to practice my reading skills.